0: RIDICULOUS ROCK RECORD REVIEWS With your host, Aaron Martell Hello there, I'm Aaron Martell and welcome to RIDICULOUS ROCK RECORD REVIEWS A podcast where I talk about and review a rock album of my choice Today I'm flying solo, no co-pilots, but if you're listening and you're interested in coming on the show to review an album with me, I'm always on the lookout for co-pilots to host the podcast with me. There are a few ways to get in touch with me, which I'll go over at the end of the show. So on this week's episode, I'm going to review Slayer's 1986 album, Rain in Blood. Slayer! I gotta admit, it took me a while to get into this band. Slayer, along with Metallica, Megadeth, and Anthrax, made up the big four of thrash metal in the 80s, which, as the decade progressed, eventually signaled a sea change in the evolution of heavy metal, and Slayer was known as the heaviest and most brutal of the four. I became a huge Metallica fan in 1988, and within the next couple of years, I grew to like Megadeth and Anthrax, but somehow Slayer stayed off my radar. Looking back now, I think I just never gave them a chance, figuring they were too heavy and intense. I guess I had preconceived notions that I wouldn't dig it. But as it was with all of the big four bands, it took a single song to unlock Slayer for me. I wish for the life of me I could remember where I heard it, but I do know it was in the late 90s, and it was the song Raining Blood from the album that I'm about to review here. Something about that song on that particular day grabbed me. The fire pits of hell opened up to me, and I suddenly had an interest in exploring Slayer. The first album I got was Rain and Blood, and from there I quickly acquired the rest of the catalog. I can't explain exactly why I got Slayer at that time. Maybe my brain was just ready to receive the music. But since then, I've been a huge Slayer fan, and there you have it. Now I'll roll out some basic facts about Rain and Blood, brought to you by Wikipedia. Wikipedia. A little weekie goes a long way. Rained in Blood is the third studio album by American thrash metal band Slayer, released on October 7, 1986 on the Def Jam label. It was produced by Rick Rubin and Slayer, and was recorded from June to July 1986 at Hit City West Studio in Los Angeles, California. The album reached number 94 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart and is certified gold by the RIAA. Next, I'll go over the band's lineup card. We've got Tom Araya on vocals and bass, Carrie King on guitars, Jeff Hanneman on guitars, and Dave Lombardo on drums. Now it's time for a track by track analysis of this album. Blasting things off is Angel of Death, written by Jeff Hanneman.
1: With no anesthesia,
0: Holy shit, balls Batman! After some introductory riff playing and a couple of drum fills from Dave Lombardo, this song explodes with fast double bass drumming, very fast guitar from both players, and Tom Mariah ripping out a lengthy, ear piercing scream. Then it goes into the main verse riff, with Dave bringing what's now thought of as the thrash metal beat, extremely fast, with a constant snare drum cracking away. Also, what's noticeable right off the bat is the production. Prior to this, Slayer had put out their first two LPs and an EP on the Tiny Metal Blade label. Now they were signed to Def Jam, and one of its founders, Rick Rubin, had taken interest in the band. Def Jam was, and is, a hip-hop label, so at first glance it seems odd that Slayer would sign with them. But Rubin brought a far tighter and cleaner production style to the music, and you can clearly hear what's going on between the players. It was a quantum leap sonically, and it highlights the band's complexity without losing an ounce of its heaviness. But back to Angel of Death. The lyrics, shouted by Tom, are about Josef Mengele, known as the Angel of Death, a German officer and doctor in the Auschwitz concentration camp during World War II. Mengele oversaw some of the most horrific human experimentation atrocities committed during the war and was never caught or punished for his crimes. This song goes into great detail about many of the actual deeds Mengele was involved in, especially in the middle section, which is slowed down with a brilliant riff, and Tom's vocals are clear and easy to understand. Then the track speeds up again for the guitar solo, which sounds all over the place, but upon close listening, fits very well and is in time with the music. Then, abruptly, the music drops out, and Dave's rumbling double bass is the only thing heard, leading to a final chorus and the end of the song. Whew, what a ride! At 4 minutes and 52 seconds, it is by far the longest track on the record, but it feels like it's half that. This song, unfortunately, got Slayer branded as Nazi sympathizers and Racist by Holocaust survivors and the general public due to its lyrics. But if you really take a look at them, it's clear the band is condemning Mengele's actions people are going to see what they want to see. But fuck that bullshit. This track is rightfully considered a thrash metal masterpiece, and I'd go as far as to say it is arguably Slayer's best-known and most popular song. Angel of Death! The next track is Piece by Piece, written by Cary King. Modulistic terror about This one begins with a slower riff and an emphasis on the ride symbol by Dave. Then it takes off with a thrash metal beat and brutal riffing, while Tom barks out the lyrics, which are in the first person about a killer who eats his victims. There's a pummeling middle section that changes the tempo slightly with different riffs and no solos. Then back to the original speed, and the track repeats the first verse and stops on a dime. This is one of my favorite songs about cannibalism. (laughs) It's only two minutes that just rips by. Which will be a familiar theme with this record. Two songs in, and Slayer is not fucking around. Moving on now, we get Necrophobic, written by Jeff Hanneman and Kerry King. <laughs> This is the shortest tune on the album at a minute 40, blink and it's over. It's frantic and furious thrash metal, though Slayer's hardcore punk influences shine through here as well. But this certainly isn't punk. The riffing is too complex and precise, and there are guitar solos played by both guitarists, which is something Slayer often does and isn't punk at all. As the title suggests the lyrics seem to be about someone afraid to die who is imagining all the grisly ways a person can check out. Tom Mariah isn't really singing, but shouting without melody at such a rapid-fire pace, I have a hard time understanding what the fuck he's saying. Oh shit, song's over. Let's continue on. And now we've reached Altar of Sacrifice, written by Kerry King and Jeff Hanneman.
1: You will see Heavenly failure losing again. Move out to a new form of light. Out the sacrifice comes from the damn. The frenzy the evil you dread. Collect is the one your are soul. Soon you will be the undead.
0: Another blazing thrash tune rips along as the intricate riffs come fast and furiously. The lyrics this time detail a ritual in which a virgin is sacrificed to Satan, enters the realm of hell, and receives evil powers. There are brief solos after the two choruses, which only occur in the middle of the track, and then the tempo is slowed down a bit while maintaining an omnipresent double bass drum that holds the dramatic tension in the track at a high level. I love how Tom almost spits out the word Satan twice in this section with his best evil-sounding voice. This track has many twists and turns and an unconventional structure that I totally dig. It's an album highlight for me. Towards the end of the final section, a lengthier solo comes in, and then the track slows down even more as it segues into the following track. And that following track is Jesus Saves, written by Carrie King and Jeff Hanneman. This track has a slower build-up with catchy, non-thrashy riffs and non-double bass drumming that really let the guitar tones ring out, and those tones are like angry, buzzing chainsaws. I dig the Slayer guitar tones, and they really are unique and distinctive to this band. Of course, at about a minute in, the riffs are jacked up in speed, and the thrash beat comes thundering in. The lyrics this time mock people who use religion, and more specifically Christianity, as an excuse for their own behaviors. Just pray to Jesus and you'll be saved. Throughout its history, Slayer has criticized organized religion, and this track is one of a long list of those types of songs. But I had to look these lyrics up, as this is another tune where Tom is hard for me to understand. He's yelling too fast and the words blur together. There are three distinct solo sections after the choruses, including one after a false ending following the third chorus. The solos on this entire record have a similar feel. Wild, out of control, chaotic but they never completely go off the rails. They work within the context of each song, and this excellent track stops abruptly in the middle of the final solo. So let's flip the imaginary record over and drop the imaginary needle on Criminally Insane, written by Jeff Hanneman and Kerry King. Now you will, come,
1: and now you will follow All my victims know tomorrow time of sorrow On this trail, I'll make you follow
0: This song actually starts with a slow drum beat And then the guitars come in with a chugging rhythm Tom even sings, and I use that term loosely The first verse at this slow pace But come on, this is fucking Slayer The track kicks into gear, and the thrash beat returns along with super-fast riffing. The lyrics concern a man who's been locked away for crimes he's committed, but he's plotting and waiting for a chance to escape and continue his reign of terror. By the end of the track, it's not clear if he's gotten away or if it's all in his twisted brain. The song stays fast through the guitar solo, and then slows back down to the original drum beat, and then there's some double-kick drum added to thicken the sound. Slayer made a point to not stay with one tempo and one riff for very long. They didn't want to bore their listeners by staying locked in one place. So they would add and subtract elements to the riffs and beats as the songs go along. This track speeds up once more to let Tom repeat the lyrics of the first verse, and then ends abruptly, which is yet another Slayer trademark. Good tune. Next up is Reborn, written by Kerry King and Jeff Hanneman. My fate, I'll get no I
1: can't control my destiny, there is no visual need Proclaim my death to my wrath, I take me without a try Endodger, in fact, of course, I will never die You think by killing me tonight, my powers will not rise There'll be no way for you to rise when a hatred comes to life Condemned to feel the prophecy to no for sport Define them over decoration leave you ripped and torn
0: The lyrics on this one are from the point of view of a witch about to be burned at the stake. The witch claims it has made spells and deals with evil powers that will allow it to come back and take its revenge by killing all firstborn children of its enemies. In line with the biblical angel of death, How Tom was able to scream these lyrics out live while playing his bass is beyond me. Though I do find, especially on this record, his delivery on these tracks sounds the same with little variation, but what the fuck? What else could he do at the speed of these songs? Melody doesn't exist at this speed. The music quickly goes into the thrash metal mode and stays there for this short track, right through the guitar solos, with a few pauses to sort of reset things before taking off again. I do feel this is one of the lesser songs on the record, though I still dig the shit out of it. Continuing on, we come to Epidemic, written by Carrie King and Jeff Hanneman. Lombardo, who in my opinion is the MVP of this album, plays a drum fill to begin this one, and the track leaps right into the thrash metal groove, staying there for the majority of the running time, which is under two and a half minutes. As you might guess from the song's title, lyrically it's from the point of view of the epidemic itself, as the disease infects the body and causes a slow death. The first guitar solo rips by, and the track does slow down for the last verse, which Tom punctuates with another short, piercing scream, and then the track speeds back up for the second guitar solo and finish. There's no chorus or other musical changes on this one, just straight thrash, expertly played. I suppose if I have to pick a least favorite track on this album, it's going to have to be this one. And it's not that I dislike it, but it has the least musical variation. So I guess that makes Epidemic
1: Aaron Sticky Stinker.
0: The penultimate track is Postmortem, Written by Jeff Hanneman. I'll wait to find okay. awesome, pounding introductory riff starts off and leads into a slower, for this record anyway, but still heavy section, and Tom takes the third-person point of view, describing someone who is committing suicide by hanging. The person who wants to do this, believing he or she will be reincarnated into a better life. The song goes through four verses of this, and then Tom's scream brings back the introductory riff, at which point the song speeds up but not quite reaching thrashing speed. There's a musical build-up as the drums and riffs gain slightly in intensity, leading to a final, full-throttle thrash section, where Tom switches to first person and is the hanging person seeking death. There are no guitar solos, only the various sections that keep the track moving along. I fucking love this, and I feel it's one of the great Slayer songs, though it's a long one at 3 minutes 27 seconds. After the final frenetic verse, the track continues to thrash its way into a thunderclap. This signals the beginning of the final track, and that final track is "Raining Blood," written by Jeff Hanneman and Kerry King. <laughs> thunderclap becomes a storm as you hear the rain coming down and there are eerie echoed guitar whines that sound like tortured souls screaming and moaning while drummed triplets seem to float in the air. Another round of thunder brings with it a badass descending riff that by now is iconic in the heavy metal universe and Dave then brings a double bass as the song starts to gain speed and power. Then it's pure thrash, as Tom delivers the lyrics about a soul trapped in purgatory, waiting to gain power and become strong enough to overthrow heaven. After two verses, a new brief slower riff and double bass section connects back to the opening descending riff once again. Tom shouts some more lyrics, and then all the instruments, guitars, bass, and drums join in unison on a powerful da-dun, da-dun. section that galvanizes the track, but still maintains the high, angry energy already established. This segues into a final lyric section that serves as the final declaration before the assault, while Dave's double bass beats the war drums underneath. Then the track goes absolutely apeshit. Unleashing the most furious thrashing on the record, I feel it symbolizes the banished soul making its assault on heaven. The guitars wail and screech in total chaos. Even Tom's bass feels like it might come unhinged at any moment. Dave finally pounds through the cacophony, and a giant thunderclap cuts off the music. There are a few more seconds of rain, as if trying to calm things down after the uncontrolled pandemonium, and then it's over. Fuck Me Sideways, this track is incredible. This is my all-time favorite Slayer song, and the track that turned me on to the band. This, along with Angel of Death, has been played at almost every Slayer show since this record was released. I can't say enough about it. It's everything great about Slayer. It's got multiple sections, riffs, and tempos, dark lyrics, and unmatched intensity, and crazy-ass soloing. Amazing album closer. Now that the track-by-track track is over, I'll go into my final thoughts and album rating. For you new listeners, the rating is a 0-5 to five system, with 5 being a favorite album of mine, all the way down to a zero, which is the worst of the worst and must be avoided at all costs. When there's a debate about what the greatest thrash metal album of all time is, in most cases it usually comes down to two records, which were both released in 1986, Metallica's Master of Puppets and this one. Both of these bands originated in the Bay Area of California and were at the forefront of the underground thrash metal movement which stuck their noses and middle fingers up at the glam metal bands coming out of Los Angeles. I would contend that both of these albums, each band's third album no less, were equally influential and each in its own way spawned countless other bands and drove thrash kicking and screaming towards the mainstream. Well, at least Metallica did. Where do I stand on the debate? I love both records. Okay, okay, I won't try to squirm out of it, though I do really love both records. If I can only own one of them, I have to go with Metallica. But if you're a thrash fan and you'd pick Slayer, I won't argue your choice for a millisecond. This album gets a skull-crushing five from me, of course. Most critics and a good chunk of the fan base point to Rain and Blood as Slayer's ultimate masterpiece, and I'm inclined to agree. It has two stone-cold all-time metal classics that bookend the record, and it's a slamming, brutal listen. The entire thing clocks in at 29 minutes. There's no question that with its speed and graphic lyrical content, this record influenced extreme metal going forward. I hear it in death metal, speed metal, and even black metal. Slayer even had trouble releasing the album as their distributor, Columbia Records, wouldn't put it out because of the grisly album artwork and the lyrics to Angel of Death. Another label, Geffen Records, had the balls to release it. The shadow of this album has loomed large over the band, and Slayer even played it in its entirety throughout the fall of 2004, which included a finale of the band covered in fake blood during the performance of Raining Blood. Over the years since this record came out, Slayer has continued to record and perform and maintain their integrity. When other thrash metal bands experimented with their sound in the 90s, Slayer mostly stayed true to its roots and remained heavy in thrashing, earning them respect from the metal community. However, as of this recording in February 2018, Slayer have announced their impending retirement after a farewell tour, apparently because Tom Araya is tired and needs to step away. In truth, though I'll be sad to see them go, there are only two original members left, as Jeff Hanneman died on May 2, 2013 due to alcohol-related cirrhosis, and Dave Lombardo, who always had a tumultuous history with the rest of the band was fired over a pay dispute in February 2013. Always fucking money. Slayer have carried on with replacements Gary Holt for Jeff and Paul Bostaff for Dave, and they've done a good job, but it's just not the same. But no matter. We still have Slayer's music to bang our heads and smash shit up to, and there's no better album to do that than Rain in Blood. And even though it's been over four years, Jeffrey John Hanneman, rest in peace. I now want to acknowledge all the listeners who have liked and or shared the podcast on Facebook the last two weeks. I'm talking about you, Paul Lang, Keith Toth, Thomas Martin, Rich Laguerre, Ray Zimmer, Charlie Noventa, Miguel Angel Planas Moreno, Rufi Trujano Gonzalez, and last but not least, Anne Martel. If I pronounced any of your names incorrectly, I sincerely mean no disrespect. We so appreciate each and every one of you, including the ones who don't like and share, but are still listening. We hope you stick around with us as the musical journey continues. And that's going to do it for this episode. You can find this podcast at places like iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbeam. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review of it. If you take the time to do that, I'll read your review right here on the show. If you'd like to contact me directly, I can be reached at RidiculousRockRecords at gmail.com and also on the Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews Facebook page, where there's a link to hear each podcast. You can also review the show on Facebook if you'd prefer to do it that way, and yes, I'll read your Facebook review on the podcast. You want to come on the podcast and talk about an album with me? Shoot me an email. We'll set it up. I'm always looking for co-pilots to host the show with me, and I would also welcome any requests or suggestions for albums to cover. Feel free to leave all of your feedback, comments, reviews, and or suggestions at any of those places I just described. I'd love to hear from you. And lastly, here at R4, we thank you so much for giving this podcast a listen, and a massive thank you if you like and support the show. Take care, and I'll catch you later.
1: drum fill and Tom lets out an ear piercing scream.